Howling Monkey Reads the Comics. Today is Sunday, May 27, 2018. Let's take a look and see what's happening in the funnies together, shall we? I hope everybody's having a good Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Memorial Day, let's remember the, the true meaning of Memorial Day. Thank the memory of those who fought and paid the ultimate price. Uh, let's remember that it is not about uh, getting emails from everybody you've ever shopped with trying to sell you 5% off of a, of a towel or something like that. So, um, you know, let's keep the true meaning in mind and not uh, focus on the sales. Uh, I did spend some time this weekend in the yard working because I have uh, I have wisteria in my yard, and wisteria is this uh, this satanic weed that grows that it's very pretty for like um, like it blooms this this beautiful purple flower for a day, which then drops to the ground and creates a smelly horrible mess that you have to clean up, and then the rest of the day, the rest of the summer rather. It's uh, growing at a rate of 4,000 feet a day, and if you do not attack it with chainsaws and whatnot, it it will overtake your house and revert it to nature within a matter of, of a week. So you got to do that. I, I, frankly, I'm at the point where I want to, to burn it to the ground, the, the wisteria, not my, my house, although I suspect the wisteria would plot a way to, to, to do that, to make it burn my house down, because it's a terrible wisteria. It's terrible. There, that's that's my marketing slogan for the Wisteria Council of America. Wisteria, it's terrible. Speaking of terrible, let's see what's happening in the comics today. Our first comic of the day is Garfield. In this episode, uh, John is reading a cookbook. Uh, and we know it's a cookbook because it says on it, cookbook. And he says, okay, boil lasagna noodles in a large pot of lightly salted water with a dash of olive oil. And then uh, for... Yeah, for like five panels, he's just reading a recipe for lasagna. Um, And then in the final panel, uh, it's revealed that he is reading it to Garfield, who is curled up in a box with a blanket and a pillow and his his pookie bear. Uh, And so he goes, okay, Garfield, now it's time to go to sleep. And Garfield goes, one more time in your Italian chef voice. The joke here is that Garfield, who is morbidly obese, enjoys lasagna so much that he likes to hear the recipe as a bedtime story. So that's funny. That's funny because he's, one, he's a cat who loves lasagna. Two, he's sleeping in a box, which that's not what cats usually do in a box, but that's another story altogether. But three is that he's, he's, that's his bedtime story, and he wants John to do funny voices on it because his love of lasagna knows no bounds. Our next comic of the day is Arlo and Janice. In this episode, uh, Arlo is lying on the couch taking a nap, and uh, Janice comes and wakes him up and says, Hey, it's a beautiful day. You should be napping outside in the hammock. And he just he doesn't move, and she just glares at him. Then he begrudgingly gets up, and she's all happy that he's doing her bidding. And then in the final panel, uh, he's sleeping in the hammock and going, The things I do for that woman. The joke here is that taking a nap is not really a chore, uh, but Janice insisting that he do it in the hammock. Uh, he's just doing he. So he, wait a minute. Okay, the joke is that he uh, he. It's really not a chore to go take a nap in the hammock. That people enjoy doing that, but he's making it seem like he's doing it to please her, which, from the context of the strip, appears to actually be correct. So there you go. 
Our next comic of the day is BC by Mastro Iani and Hart. In this episode, um, th- th- it's a pre-joke with the anthill. And one of the ants, presumably the child ant, says, Hey, what's a kid got to do to get some breakfast in here? And then the other ant, presumably the father ant, saying, You could start by getting a job. Okay, that's pretty funny because, you know, kids, child labor is hilarious. Uh, but uh, that's just the pre-joke. And it doesn't really affect the main joke. And in the, in the main joke, one of the cavemen, I think it's Thor, but I'm not sure, uh, is about to eat some grapes. And then one of the other cavemen goes, hey, don't eat those. They're GMO, which they did not have genetically modified organic, whatever GMO stamp. They did not have that in caveman days, but whatever. Um, so in the next panel, he's about to eat a little dinosaur raw, like living, which is disgusting. He's got a live dinosaur that he's about to put in his mouth, which is terrifying. You should not, it's like a baby dinosaur that he's about to eat. And he's got this wild look on his face and his giant teeth out. And just as he's about to eat one of the other cavemen, cavemen says, Hey, don't eat that. That's an endangered species. So then next, he's about to eat some plant, and uh, the caveman other guy goes, Hey, don't don't eat that. They're filled with gluten. And then uh, finally, he's walking towards the sea, and uh, the other caveman goes, Hey, where are you going? He says, To peacefully starve to death. The joke here is that these crazy times we live in, it's hard to eat anything without somebody telling you you shouldn't. Uh, whether it's uh, eating an endangered species or genetically modified plants, somebody's going to tell you you shouldn't do it, and you might as well just walk into the ocean and die. Our next comic of the day is Ripley's Believe It or Not. In this episode, uh, you know, Ripley's Believe It or Not tells you fascinating facts. Like, for example, in this one, uh, it shows that Mr. Potato Head was the first toy to be uh, advertised on television. That's kind of cool. That a bowling pan is a bowling pan. Yeah. Because that's that's where you cook your bowling. A bowling pin is as tall as it is round. Uh, okay, whatever. But the best one is that uh, ancient emperor Vesperian used to place a tax on urine. Yeah. I do not know how the tax was levied or collected uh, or what the rate was on that. But there are many questions raised by that. But it's good to know what old emperor Vespasian did. Our next comic of the day is Nancy, now by a new artist, now by Olivia James. And uh, it's uh, at the top it says, humor is always changing. And it shows Nancy reading comic strips, then a book, then looking on her 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 phone, her smartphone. But uh, the, the, then it goes into the little storyline that says, something baffling to one generation might be hilarious to another, and she's laughing. But the one experience that, can, that unites us, no matter what jokes we grew up with, is and then finally Nancy's going. This is supposed to be funny. I could write better jokes than this, which it appears that Nancy is now trying to horn in on my territory, and I uh, I don't care for it. I don't care for that one little bit. So go go get your own barely listened to podcast, Nancy. I don't I don't need your guff, man. Our next comic of the day is Brian Crane's Pickles. In this episode, uh, Mrs. Pickles is talking to Mr. Pickles, and she goes, you know, I don't mind washing the laundry. I don't mind drying it or folding it, but I just hate putting it away. And then Mr. Pickles goes, oh, don't worry. That's my job. And then in the final panel, we see him with a load of laundry, and he's throwing them in a closet. 
the joke here is that Mr. Pickles doesn't actually do any work when he puts down, together puts up the laundry. He just hurls it into a closet and hopes for the best. And that is no help to Mrs. Pickles whatsoever. Our next comic of the day is Ziggy. In this episode, uh, Ziggy has entered a bird sanctuary. We know this because there's a giant sign that says, in fact, bird sanctuary. And uh, the birds are all making noises like whippoorwill, call, call, hoo, hoo, tweet, etc. And waka, 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 which is not a bird. That's a bear. That is Fozzie the bear. And tika, tika, too, which I don't know what kind of bird goes tika, tika, too. Uh, but anyway, there's a, a box that says donations welcome. And Ziggy pulls the, the lining of his pockets out to demonstrate he has no money. And he goes, oh, well, I guess I'll, demonst- I'll uh, donate next time. And then he's seen walking away from the bird sanctuary. And he hears the wild birds all saying cheap, cheap to him. So they're all going cheap, cheap, cheap. One of them says twerp. And another one says cheap, cheap, oh, cheap. The joke here is that birds are often portrayed as saying cheap, probably C-H-E-E-P, but in this case, they're saying cheap, meaning Ziggy is not uh, paying any money because he is a cheapskate. But that's not the case for poor old Ziggy because he was shown trying to pay. He just didn't have any money at the moment. But these these birds are, like, shaming him for not having money, and it's that's uh, unacceptable. Bur- birds are rude. Birds are... Be good, birds. But they will not. Our next comic of the day is Henry by Don Tracty. As you'll recall, Henry is a child who does not speak. Um, in this episode, he's going to the art walk, the sidewalk art show. Uh, we know this because there's a sign, in fact, that says sidewalk art show. So he, he's walking by and looking at various artists' work, and he's inspired. So he goes home and he paints a picture of a, a house with a palm tree. And he takes it back to the sidewalk art show and displays it. And then a an artist, and we know it's an artist because he's wearing a beret, uh, comes up and goes, uh, hey, wide horizontals are passe this season, my friend. Tall verticals are what's selling. So Henry looks at this picture, flips it on its side, so now that it's, it's instead of a wide uh, panorama, it is now a... Uh, the opposite of that, whatever, whatever portrait versus landscape. It's uh, that kind of deal. So now it's on its side and the picture makes no sense because it was painted with a different orientation, but an old woman with, with those glasses on a stick that they had back in the the thirties or whatever, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. They, she's an old, an old rich lady because that's what old rich ladies had back then were glasses on a stick. And she goes, Oh, charming and a talent. So young. The joke here is that that art is uh, fickle and that what people's tastes are change all the time. And, and sometimes it just does art doesn't what people like in art doesn't necessarily make actual sense. So there you go is that uh, fads, man, it's all about fads. Great. Our next comic of the day is Hagar the Horrible by Dick Brown with no C. In this episode, Lucky Eddie, who is the Viking with a funnel for a hat, is talking to Hagar and asks, Would you rather starve to death or eat poison? To which Hagar goes, Huh, what are you doing, planning a party? (laughs) Meh. Joke. That's a pre-joke. 
And it's pretty funny because uh, why why would Lucky Eddie be asking that? There's no reason that Lucky Eddie would be asking that question anyway, except to set up a dumb joke. But there there it is. Uh, Anyway, uh, we go from there to the actual strip proper, and they're in the middle of nowhere, and Hagar goes, oh, man, I'm so hungry. Why, we're in luck. It's a hot dog stand. And we know this because there's a sign that says hot dogs. Um, and, uh, Hagar goes, Hey, to the hot dog guy, it's you, Jack. I remember you when you were a little kid. And he goes, Oh yes. Hi, Mr. Hagar. Uh, you know what, why on earth did you choose such a remote location to sell hot dogs? And then in the final panel, we see a giant hand coming down from the cloud with a basket saying, I'll have 350 hot dogs with sauerkraut and mustard. And Jack goes, why, it's the beanstalk, of course. The joke, all right. The joke here is that this is Jack of Jack and the Beanstalk. And uh, to capitalize on his adventures uh, with in the giant's land, he has set up a hot dog stand and is selling hot dogs primarily to the giant. And he's making a killing because giants eat a lot of hot dogs. But this, this, man, all right, this isn't right for a number of reasons. One, the biggest reason being that in in the comic in the I'm sorry in the original story of Jack and the Beanstalk, Jack chopped down the the stalk and like I think brutally killed the giant by doing so, and uh, but now the stalk's back and the giant's not dead and he's buying hot dogs. So this is just a mishmash of nonsense. A mi- that's my biography when I die is going to be called a mishmash of nonsense. All right, our next comic of the day is what in the, is a family circus? Uh, it, all right, this all right. The kids are uh, all dressed in their pajamas. Bell and Bill Keen, the senior, are are dressed fancy for a night out, and they're like he's peering out the window looking for the babysitter, per, presumably, and then. Uh, Dolly goes, oh, yeah, Cindy called and said she couldn't sit tonight. All right, fine. That's fine. Fine. Kids forget to tell you things, and it's inconvenient and it's awful and I, whatever. But that's not what's really going In this strip, there's now a ghost that's wearing a, what? Yeah, no, it is. It's wearing a mortarboard like a graduation hat for some reason and it's its name is oh yeah o period y e a h we know that because it's on its shirt or it's unitard whatever that thing is and it's, and it's walking around and so it's and it's smiling and then <laughs> they put a note beside it that goes it's another one of those invisible gremlins who lives in everybody's house oh yeah what they've done here is they've added a friend for not me because who we haven't seen in a very long time, so they now they've they've updated not me and I don't know the 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 wacky gremlin ghosts with oh yeah, which which frankly should be looking should look like the Kool Aid ghost would be better if there was a Kool Aid ghost that just had oh yeah on its shirt, but this is this is not oh yeah this is more like oh yeah because I forgot to tell you anyway I'd prefer it if the Kool Aid man came crashed to the family circus's house and made them flee town. But that's that's because I'm hateful. 
Finally today, Andy Cap is drunk. This program is brought to you by Law Dog Productions, LLC. We're on the web at howlingmonkeyradio.com, where you can find our other shows and content. You can also learn about ways to support our efforts there. You can reach us through our email address, info at howlingmonkeyradio.com. 